Retirement. That's what we're all aiming at, right? But exactly what does that mean? It conjures up visions of endless days of golf, drinks with little umbrellas in them on a tropical beach, feet up, reading a book. Is that what it's all about? I don't think so. Life would get pretty dull after a while without anything meaningful to do, don't you think? I'm Jackie Doucette, and I'm on a mission to discover exactly what life is like beyond retirement. Join me while I chat with people who've already done it, who've retired to something rather than from something. Let's find out together exactly what's waiting for us when we say goodbye to that nine to five. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 131 of Beyond Retirement. For those of you listening in sequence, you'll remember that in the last episode, I was talking to Mitch Graff, who had some great ideas about how to reframe your work if you've had a downswing over the past year, or any time, really. And his tip was about how to work smarter and not harder, because life is simply too short to spend it all on work. If you haven't listened to that episode, I encourage you to go listen to it now, or at least right after this one, so that the information in the two episodes can be properly appreciated. Today I'm going to talk about a few of the things that Mitch and I discussed. The main theme is that life is too short not to be enjoying what you're doing. This holds true even after retirement, when you can certainly spend more time choosing the activities that you enjoy doing. But for those of you who maybe aren't enjoying retirement quite yet, it's really important to remember that old story about being on your deathbed, where you won't be saying, I wish I'd spent more time at work. Of course, in our society, work is a necessary evil for most of us. One of those four-letter words that we just have to live with. We understand that we have to work X number of hours to get the compensation that lets us enjoy the activities that we want to do. But what if the number of hours we have to work the X that I mentioned, could be changed. Wouldn't it be great if we could reduce that number? Of course, if you're working and you get a raise, the number of hours you need to work to get the same amount of money is lower. But that's not necessarily what I'm talking about. That's where working smarter comes in. Mitch mentioned what he calls the time value pyramid, the idea that there are different levels of work that should be done by different people. Let's look at that a bit. It pertains primarily to someone who owns their own business, I suppose, or to an independent contractor or a consultant, rather than to the typical office worker who doesn't really get a say in what tasks are assigned to anyone in the office. The way the pyramid works is that as you go from bottom to top, the number of people available to do a given task is reduced, and the cost of having those people do the task is increased. So you really want to think about what tasks you assign to others and what tasks you keep on your own plate. The bottom line here is that if you're doing a lot of the day-to-day repetitive tasks that your business requires, you're basically spending a lot of money to get them done because you're not the cheapest person in the organization. As the owner, you're probably the most expensive person. You're also forcing yourself to work harder because you have to do all the lower level tasks and the upper level tasks too. So why are you doing all the basic tasks that can be bundled together and assigned to someone else, like a VA, for example, at a much lower rate of pay? This frees up your time to focus on the more important tasks, the things that only you can do. By using this principle, you're working smarter and you're reducing the load on yourself, so you're not working harder. I think this can be transferred into retirement activities too. 
Maybe you've decided to renovate your house or landscape your yard. The first thing you should do is lay out a plan for all the tasks that need to be done. You may decide you want to do the whole thing yourself, in which case you need to plan time for every task. You can divide the tasks up into levels or groups based on their importance to the overall project. There'll be some very important tasks that have to be done before others can happen, and only you, as the project director, can do those things. But there will also be some secondary tasks that need to be done, but they can be done by anyone, and the timing of those tasks isn't critical to the success of the project. Why not see if there's someone else who can help with a bit of those secondary tasks? Or, if there's nobody to help, or you simply don't want help, maybe you can bundle some of the secondary tasks together and do them simultaneously to decrease the time spent on them. The main idea is that to work smarter and not harder, you have to examine what you're currently doing and identify the places where efficiencies can be brought into play, either by bundling the tasks together or by delegating to someone else. Another great idea that Mitch suggested is that in order to have the life you want, you need to decide on your lifestyle first and put the rest of the stuff around it. You have to focus on what's important to you and make sure that that has a spot in your life. For example, if spending time with family is important, schedule it regularly so it doesn't get forgotten. If you absolutely have to take a trip every month, maybe just a weekend getaway, make sure it's marked down on the schedule, because work has a way of taking over all the available time, and then some. This translates especially well into retirement life. First, take some time to figure out what you want to do with your retirement. This might take some hard thinking. You've probably not spent a lot of time focused on goals for retirement. Although, if you've been listening to the show for a while over the last three seasons, the idea of having goals shouldn't be foreign. Most people think that retirement is the goal, and trying to focus on something after that just leaves them looking kind of like deer in the headlights. If that's the case for you, let's not look at it as finding goals. Let's just pretend retirement has arrived. Now what? What do you want your day to look like? Don't try to think of specific activities right now, because that might lead you to the conclusion that you don't have anything to do now that you're retired. And that's a big fear of many people, how to fill up their days now that they're not doing their job anymore. So instead, think about how you want to live. Do you want to be in a place that has four distinct seasons so you can enjoy the variety that offers? Or are you sick and tired of snow or heat and humidity? Do you want to be close to family or have you had enough of them? Do you think you'll want to go out once in a while, or are you truly a homebody? After you look at what you want overall, you can start to think about what you want to do regularly. Do you have any specific hobbies or interests that maybe you didn't have time to pursue during your working years? Now's the time to put them into the schedule. How about wanting to travel? Maybe you can add some time for researching the places you want to go. Even if you're going to travel only once or twice a year, it's a great idea to plan out the trip in advance. Not down to the minute details, just researching places to go and what you can do when you're there. This kind of activity will often spark ideas for other activities too, so it's kind of fun to do. So after you spend some time thinking about what your ideal day is, or what your ideal lifestyle looks like, you can work backwards to figure out how to make that happen for you. The things you want to do each day take up, yeah, let's say four hours. Do they cost money? then you have to have a plan for the money to cover those expenses. 
You know how much it costs, and you know how much you make per hour. It's simple math to tell you how many hours you have to work in order to earn the money you need to do the things you want to do. Or if you're retired already, you can figure out how much of your savings you need to access to do the things you want to do each day. You don't want to blow through all your savings too quickly, of course, or you might find yourself living on the street with no money left. So this whole thing might be a little overwhelming at first, like you're trying to plan your whole life out. That's not really the goal at all. The idea is that if you're willing to take some time and do the hard work now, figuring out what you want to do and a game plan for getting there, the actual project of doing the activities can be a lot more enjoyable. Working smarter means taking the time to think about what the desired outcome is and then picking the best path to get there. Next week, I'm going to be chatting with Joseph Hogue, who's come to the conclusion that retirement isn't really what he's looking for. He simply didn't want to be doing work that he hated for the rest of his life. Be sure to tune in and find out how he changed his activities and his life. Thanks for joining me today. And that's it for this episode of Beyond Retirement. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I hope you enjoyed it. Are you ready to start rocking your retirement? Head on over to www.beyondretirement.ca forward slash rocking it and sign up to plan out your own roadmap for retirement. Don't wait till it's too late.